0: Life coaches. You're my new favorite rabbi. Out of all the rabbis in the United States and all over the world, you're my favorite rabbi. Thank you, thank you. Hands down. I you now. the award. the commitment here, you coming here, being a part of this. Peace Everybody's went down. You're, you're the real rabbi. <laughs> thank you, David. Thank, David. thank you very much. That that comment really really coaches me, which is the subject of what I wanted to talk about: getting coached, exactly. coaching. So, life coaches, all kinds of coaches, will tell you that the key to coaching. I have a great joke. For you. All right, let's go for a joke. Don't go for it. It's, it's okay. <laughs> Okay, time's up Next time Next time <laughs> What kind of joke time? Uh. <laughs> well, you actually like that one <laughs> Say it in English Say it in English That's a great one Yeah, say it I made lots of mistakes in life I haven't made enough mistakes To become a coach Yes <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, be I haven't made enough mistakes to become a life coach. Uh-huh. i made lots I'm of mistakes, lot of but mistakes. not enough mistakes to become a life coach. Enough to be a life coach. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, getting back to um, the successful life coaches, the ones who have made it, who have made so many mistakes. One of, the, one of the top ones in the world said the following He said, A lot depends on what you focus on, where your thoughts are. When your thoughts are at a certain thing, that really can change the way you feel. The way you think, the way you experience, and uh, like for example, let's say someone comes late. You expect them to meet someone, they come late. So you could say to yourself, they don't care about the meeting, they don't like me, no one likes me, you know, I, I could go through your, through your head, or you could say the truth might be that the person was preparing for the meeting and they got stuck or whatever, it could be a million things. But the story you say to yourself, the narrative that you give yourself about what's going on really affects the way you feel. A lot of people are focused on how other people feel about them, and that, and that could really change, make or break, the way their life experience is. So, I want to look at a few words in this Torah portion, which gives us some insight of what we should focus on, which will allow us to give a new color, a new song, a new, a new start, a whole new way to feel and to look from a few words in this week's Torah portion, which seem to be very peculiar. Before Jacob passes away, he gathers his children together and he says to them, I want to tell you what's going to happen when Mashiach will come. I want to tell you. Some say he want to tell them the moment Mashiach was going to come. Some say he want to tell them what, about what's going to happen when Mashiach will come. But either way, it's interesting that he chose that to be his last words to his children. Why is that relevant right now? You, you would think, he wants to give a message to his children, he would think about something that's more applicable something that's more relevant a lot of people before they pass away in addition to writing a will and dividing their estate they also want to give a message to their children they want their children to grow up and to build lives and to give them what they know about life so that kids could have most beautiful life some people it's very heartbreaking to see sometimes in a will a husband writes to his wife i want you to get married after i die or sometimes a wife sometimes writes to her husband I want you to get married I want you to rebuild your life you shouldn't just just you know be broken and and st- your life shouldn't stop right now so t- there are also some very uh, original people who are a lot very creative they uh, put in they, they're, you're able to set up emails to come on the birthdays of all of the people in your life that you love you can send them messages don't open this email or this email will come in ten years or, or four years or on, on their birthday so that they're getting letters after the person has passed away, wow. you know, five years later. That's cool. <laughs> so, so the, the, the content of these letters are full of love and devotion and blessing. And here Jacob, Yaakov, he has his children together. And what did he talk to them about? He tells them, I want to tell you about the end of history. I want to tell you about the coming of Mashiach. What's the reason that Yaakov did this? What, it, it's, it's an interesting subject, but why is it relevant now? how come he hasn't told them about this right now? So the answer to this question is in the very first few verses of the Torah. The first few verses of the Torah, it says, God created the heaven and the earth. Then it says, "Ellie, what's the next verse? <inaudible> <inaudible> the world was desolate and empty. There was darkness and the spirit of Hashem was hovering over the water. So the Talmud says, that the, um, the word desolate refers to the exile the Jewish people later experienced. The first exile, the e- exile of, of uh, the Babylonians, then the exile of bohu, the word vohu, which means empty, that refers to the exile of the median exile, the story of Purim. The word darkness refers to the exile of the Greeks. And the words on the face of the deep refer to the present exile. So, the next words, the Spirit of Hashem is on the water, that refers to the coming of Mashiach. Now, the question is, why in the very first verse of the Torah we're talking about exile and darkness and the coming of Mashiach? The world was created. You look at the the creation of the world, you look at it and you think about it, it's amazing. You get very excited thinking about the amazing world that God made. That's what the first... Words of the Torah about God creating the world, and here at the very first line about the creation, God starts talking about exile and Mashiach, and what does that mean? The answer is is that the before God made the world, before God made anything, He had a plan for a, 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 a creation. People think that there are problems; there'll be problems eventually in history, and the Hashem he has a solution for the problem. If there will be problems, if there will be a problem, if there will be exile, if there will be hardship. So God says, I have an answer. The answer is, I'll send Mashiach. But that's not really the way things are. Hashem has a plan. And the plan is that there should be the coming of Mashiach. And because Hashem has a plan for the coming of Mashiach, that's why there had to be darkness, that's why there had to be the exiles, and not just the exiles of the world. I mean, think about today, the present exile. You all heard today, maybe someone you didn't hear terrorist attack on Yisrael, and uh, there was, and each of us and ourselves, we have our own challenges, our own exiles, our own, our own difficulties and problems, and sometimes, you know, we sit down together, we eat and we smile, sometimes we're not smiling so much. What's the point of it all? What's the point of the whole thing? Why is it make the world? So, in order to be able to solve something, there has to first be a problem. In order for there to be, to be satisfied by a lunch, you have to first be hungry. In order to be able to create something, there has to be an issue, and that's why you're creative to create these, this, this pattern, this solution, this invention. And a, An invention is made because there's an issue. Because there is darkness, there needs to be light. Because there's darkness, you could see what the light is, you could see the value of light. So the whole point of the darkness, the whole point of creation, is that there should be the coming of Mashiach. The Hebrew word for world, olam, that word actually means concealment. The word world, what is the meaning of the word world? World means Hashem hiding himself. That's what the word world means. So whenever you see darkness, Hashem says to you, you, you we have you, there's issues, there's difficulty, you have to know that the reason why there's difficulty, the reason why there's darkness, is because there's a plan. And the plan is that there should be a much greater light. That, that's the goal. The good news is that Hashem planted in every Jew a spark of Mashiach. It's not just something that there's once when Mashiach will come, there'll be one man that God will send, there's a descendant of King David, and he will redeem the world. It's not really the truth. The truth is that every single one of us has a spark of Mashiach. There was a tzaddik, whose name was the Koshin Sin Magid. The Khashir Magid says like this Eitan Shahigi, he's going to pray mincha and he's going to play with lots of concentration, and he's going to sing a song afterwards, and it's going to talk from his soul. You should know, says the Koshin Samagad, every inspiration comes from the spark of Mashiach in you. You see inspiration, it's because of the spark of Mashiach in you. There's different versions of the prayer books, but according to one version, it's, there's a prayer you say only on Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, and the holidays, when you open the ark. It's a very special time, it's a holiday, you open the ark, you say a special prayer. What do you say in that special prayer? You ask God like this. God, may the spirit of God rest on me. May the spirit of counsel and wisdom and fear of God rest on me. What are you asking for? That Those words you're saying are words about Mashiach. Now why are you asking for that? That's something that Mashiach should ask for. Why are you asking that for yourself personally? So some have an issue with it. and They say it really doesn't make sense, but we're doing it already. We'll continue. But the Rebbe says, no, It's something very deep over here. Every single one of us has a spark of Mashiach in us, that, and and when we redeem that part of us which is in exile, which is hidden, which isn't which isn't revealed, when we bring that out inside of us, we're creating part of the, of redemption. We're creating part of the the future. The, of, of, there's a big puzzle. The world is like one big puzzle, and you have a part of that puzzle. And when you <laughs> reveal the spark of Mashiach in you, you are creating that part of the future that has to happen. You are creating the Geula. You are. But it needs, in order for that to happen, you have to reveal that spark of Mashiach in you. In order for you to reveal reveal that spark of Mashiach in you, so that's the idea of darkness. There's a Pasuk. The Pasuk says like this, the people who were sitting in darkness saw a great light. The Hasidic masters say, the very fact that you know you're in the darkness, that itself means you have a connection to light. What's the difference between someone who's absolutely nuts and someone who's not absolutely nuts? Any volunteers want <laughs> to tell us what... Yeah, did you say? Difference between an absolute nut job and someone who's not absolutely nuts. They don't know that they're yeah. absolutely uh, nuts. The one who's absolutely nuts thinks he's normal. The one who's not absolutely nuts, he has a little bit of normal normalcy in him, he, think, he, he knows he's, he's something off in him. He knows he's a little... He's would little I be? <laughs> you know, you know <laughs> which one you are. Both. So, no, so, only one. one day. Hold on. Monday, Tuesday is like the movie dumb and, dumb and <laughs> <laughs> How does the spark? Very good. How does the spark come out? Excellent. Okay. And every Jew has it also. Every single Jew has a spark of Hashem in him, and Eitan is asking the million-dollar question: How do we bring this out? The Maimonides says that before you do anything, before you say anything, before you think anything, you should realize the world's on a scale, and your next word, your next thought, your next action could tip it. And why could it tip it? Why could you tip the scale? Because you have a part of Mashiach in you. You have a part in you that's meant to change the world, but how do you do it? So that verse I just quoted before, the people who are sitting in darkness saw great light. The first thing it tells us is, if they notice during the darkness, that means that they know there's something wrong. That means there's an issue. When you know there's an issue, that means the fact that you feel something that's not the way it's supposed to be, you feel there's something wrong, that means that you know so where things on. are, that means you know that, that, that where, where you're going. You know that it's not perfect right now. The fact you know there's an issue, that itself does something. But it's not just that. The darkness is meant, it's the, it's the darkness specifically that allows us to create the greatest light. It's when Hashem challenges us and we see things around us are, that are, are very difficult. You know that Hashem is counting on you because he gave you something to be able to make a difference. Let's say this. A general doesn't send out a puny soldier, a puny little private to fight a big war. And this is what Yaakov was telling his children. He said, why want you guys know where you're going? I want you guys to know that you are the people that are going to change the world. You're going to be the ones that will cause there to be a time when there won't be any sickness or suffering or sadness and everything's going to change. It's you guys who could do that. When you know where you're going, you know how much power you have, you know what capability you have. So Yaakov was not just telling them about the future, he was transforming the present. He was telling them, not just telling them, but when, when it says in Hasidut that when Yaakov spoke to them, he, they were able to get a glimpse and not just at that time, but for all of history, we're able to get a glimpse of the future. We're able to feel, we're able to tap into the future in the present. I'll tell you a story. Rabbi Shoal Mayor Lau says this following story. Unbelievable story. He said, he was a, he's a Holocaust survivor. And he said that there was a, a certain rabbi who had, had a yeshiva. And before the war, he told all the boys in the yeshiva they should all run away. Anyone who can run away should run away. Not everyone can run away, but everyone who could run away should run away. One of the boys in the yeshiva really loved his rabbi. He loved him so much, and he ran away, and he successfully survived, and the rabbi himself didn't. His daughter, the rabbi's daughter, the yeshiva's daughter, she was very upset about the fact that God allowed her father to die, and the gruesome way that he died through the Nazis, and she was so upset that she left all of Judaism, and she married someone not Jewish, and she had a non-Jewish child. This student... Non-Jewish child, non-Jewish. Sorry, correct, correct. I stand corrected. A Jewish child, but not in a Jewish environment. Yeah. So, So, this guy, here David, this guy loved his teacher so much that he couldn't stand the fact that his daughter left Judaism. So she moved to some city in Belgium, and he got her number somehow, and he called her up. Hi, I'm Yanko, you remember me? (laughs) (laughs) You know your dad's best student? You know that was me? She, She hangs up. He calls up again, she hangs up. He keeps on trying to call, she hangs up. This guy, was, this guy must have felt the spark of Mashiach in him. Listen to what he does. <laughs> Unbelievable. Listen to what the guy does. The guy travels to the city that she lived in, in Belgium, I don't remember, I remember the name of the city. He travels to her city, travels to her, gets a taxi, goes to their house, and comes to the house, and the driver's waiting outside for him. He knocks on the door, and she opens the door, and immediately she recognizes that this is the guy who's calling her, and she slams <laughs> the door. <laughs> so what does he do? He knocks on the door again. She doesn't answer. Finally, she answers the door and she screams at him. Says, what are you doing here? I'm not interested. I don't want to be religious, leave me alone. I know why you're here, I'm not interested. She slams the door. What does he do? What do you do? He knocks again. He knocks again. She doesn't answer the door. He stands there knocking the door. He stands. To the police. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you got married? Whoa. Okay, anyway, so. Um, he knocks on the door. He knocks on the door. Well, it says marriage is two, oh, two halves of, of a soul connect, so it sounds like the spark of Mashiach. Anyways, so like listen. That. Wow. Anyway, so he knocks on the door. And he knocks there and is there for half an hour knocking the door. Finally, after half an hour, she opens the door again, and she screams and screams, but after she, in the middle of screaming, she has to catch her breath. When she catches her breath, he says... Ma'am, I'm here for a long time. It's hot outside. Can I just please have a glass of water? So, her neshama is is is, is aroused. Okay. The spark. We're not coming inside. No, <laughs> not coming inside. She brings him a glass of water. Says, you know, ma'am, I'm standing here for a long time. Could you please get me a chair. <laughs> <laughs> so, so she says, listen, you can come in the house and sit down we're not going to talk to me about religion. Is that understood? He says, okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he goes in the house. He sits down. He says, On the drink. And he starts to drink. And he says, I just want to know how your dad died. How did your dad die? So she said that he was sitting in the synagogue. He was wearing his tefillin. The Nazis came in. And while he's wearing his tefillin, while he's praying, in the middle of all that, the Nazis came and they killed him and they tortured him. So he starts to cry, and she starts to cry, and then he gets up to go, and he gets to the door, and he says to her, I just want you to know that you have, says, you have the key. You have the key. You have the key. You have the key. So she, she says, what? what What key? Like She's thinking maybe there's some kind of inheritance, there's a safe somewhere, there's there's, there's something he knows about as a priest. And she doesn't know about what, what key. He starts walking away. She's running after him. What key? He said, Listen, your father had a dream. His dream was that his children and grandchildren should be like him, He'd grow up in the path of God and the path of Torah. And Hitler, Imam Shemo, also had a dream. They both had a dream. His dream was that there should be no Jews all the Jews should assimilate there shouldn't be any any, any, any any remnants of the Jewish people and so there is a there's a battle between the, these two dreams these two dreams are very very strong forces but the key to who wins this war is in your hands wow. so he walks out of the house wow. he goes into the, he goes yeah. into the car and she, he sees her by the window she says please wait wait she comes out after a few minutes she comes to him and she says says listen I don't want my father to lose, I don't want my father to lose, I want my father to win. I have a son, I have a child, and I want my child, I, for me it's too late, I want my child to go in the, in the way that his father, his grandfather would want him to go. I want you to take my child to Israel, and bring him, and bring him to Israel, and, and, and you educate him, and you bring him to the place of Torah. So he said, I can't take your child to Israel by myself, Hmm. Without someone, he's gonna a child by himself. You know, in Israel, like what? But if you come with me for a few months, and you, and you stay there for a few months, I'll take your child. mayor Laos said, "This boy, what, she did this. She, he, he went to Israel, and this boy became is today a great tzaddik, and rabbi in Jerusalem." Wow. Laos said the story, wow. and he knows this guy. He know he's a Holocaust survivor. He know he knows he knows the story firsthand. That's the meaning of Yaakov speaking to his children and telling them about the coming of Mashiach. He's telling them that just like when God made the world, there was a plan, and the plan was that from the darkness itself, we should transform it and make it into light, so too, when you see darkness in yourself, you see a challenge in yourself, you should know what the purpose of that is. There's a verse we just said in Ashrei. We said these words. Listen to these, these words, David. Very important words. Say these words. God lets man know his strength, and the glory and splendor of his sovereignty okay, it doesn't sound like English it's, it, the literal translation of the verse is God lets us know how great he is how strong he is and the glory of God that's what the verse means while Shem Tev says it's not what the verse means the deeper meaning is God lets man know his strength the strength of man and why do you have to know your strength? because if you know how, what capabilities you have then you're able to do so much more how does God let you know your strength? it's through a challenge it's through the challenges specifically that you're able to discover what you have inside. Without the challenges, you wouldn't know. That's the meaning of the words we also say in our prayers. Sing to God a new song. A new song. What's the meaning of a new song? Sing to God a new song. Composers know this. Some real composers, not composers who are just doing this for, for the money, but a real composer, when he makes a song, it incorporates his past and his present and where he's going. And in every song, there's something of him and there's a piece of him in the song. There's a part of him in the song. So each of us, is given a different path in life because Hashem wants us to to create a song out of where we are, each of us in a different way. Each of us has our own spark of Mashiach, our own spark of of, of this puzzle, a part of this puzzle, and we all have to contribute to this. So the Hebrew word for evil inclination, the evil voice inside of us is Yetzer Hara, right? What's the name of God in similar similar roots? Yotzer, the Creator. What's another word that has that same, same root? Yitzira, which means to be creative. Because we, God gives us the Yetzir, because God gives us the evil inclination, that forces us to be creative and to, to be resourceful and to summon inner strength that we didn't know about because if we didn't have Yetzir, we didn't have the challenges, we wouldn't even know about the inner strength we have. So only because of that stuff inside of us, that evil, the not good stuff in us, are we able to discover the Orgadol, the great light? That's the meaning of the question that God asks every soul after the soul returns to heaven. God asks every soul a couple of questions. Question number one is, do you do business honestly? Question number two, he asks you, if, you, if you're involved in trying to have children. The last question he asks you is, do you set time to study Torah? And then God asks you, did you expect the coming of Mashiach? Tzipital Yeshua. What does Tzipital Yeshua mean? Tzipital Yeshua doesn't just mean did you think about the coming of a Sheikh? Did you hope for the coming of a Sheikh? Typically, Yeshua does not mean did you believe in it. It means did you look for it? In every experience that you had, that you went into this world, did you realize where these things were going? It, people say in order to be able to live your life, you have to be able to know how to leave the world. Live in the world, you have to know how to leave the world. So, when a person leaves the world, then they could, they could say what, what, they, what their life meant. You could look, you look at it and say, this is what, what I want to accomplish in this world. That's, that's what I, I want to be remembered by. That's, that's, that's what I want to accomplish. In a similar way, Yaakov, he told his children, I want you to know where you're going. I want you to know where the, all this is going. You, Reuven, you're going to go one place. Yehudah, you're going to go another place. But you know where all this is going? It's all going towards B'at HaMashech. That's how, how we, um, again, the discussion today about the, the life coaches. That a life coach tells you to focus on something, and when you focus on that thing, that's how you live. There was a great saddick, his name was Abhil Leparitcher, you, you may remember this story, I told this story about, think, about a little less than a year ago. Abhil Alparajar, he lived in a town where there was a paritz. You know what a paritz is? Anyone with a little bit of real estate was like a little king in those days. So, slumlord, slumlord something like that. So Abhil Alparajar, he was once summoned by that little local king, and he says to him, Hey, I heard you guys believe in the coming of Mashiach. I heard you guys think you're going to go to Jerusalem someday. I want to tell you something. I have an army. And when that guy comes, he's not. You're not going to, no one's going. I'm in charge over here. When Mashiach comes, whoever that guy is, no one's going to Jerusalem. I'm going to stop you. What do you say about them apples? So, if Hila Parcher said, The Mashiach that you won't believe in, I won't believe in either. The Mashiach that you don't believe in, I don't believe in either. Why? What's Mashiach mean? Mashiach is not about... They say these people met Mashiach. they asked him, how come you don't come? So you know what Mashiach said? You know I'm not coming? I heard that Yankel has infestation of, of rats in his house. And he said, I need Mashiach to get rid of the rodents. Shlomo has an older daughter. He wants to, to find a shirk for his daughter. He says, Mashiach, I need Mashiach so that I, I shall find a shirk for my daughter. And, and Shmerl says, there's a, there's a leak in my roof. I need Mashiach to fix the leak in the roof. So Mashiach says, I'm not coming for all those things. As the Alter Rebbe once said, the Mashiach people are waiting for it will never come. What's Mashiach really mean? Mashiach means the revelation of Hashem in the world. We're going to see how every word of Torah and every mitzvah and every act of kindness and every bracha. We're going to see the the light that it brought to the world. We're going to see the revelation of Hashem in the world. Of course, all the issues will also stop. All the problems and all the hardship that will be alleviated as well. But Yaakov was telling his children, well, "Guys, I want you to know. You know what you're about. You know life. You know where you're going. You're about." A time of, the, of, of all smiles and happiness, and you're going to make that happen. And when you know who you are and where you're going, then you, the present is also different. The iker is the main thing is not the present. The main thing is the future. We should make it happen right away. Shemeshiach <laughs> now,